Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. My guest on today's podcast is a 22-year-old Swedish prodigy who wants to revolutionize the education industry with the help of artificial intelligence. His name is Joel Hellermark. He is founder and CEO of Santa Labs, and I am delighted to have him join me on this podcast. Hi, Joel. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You're joining us from Sweden. Thanks so much with the time difference and all. Thank you for joining us. What is the weather like there? In New York, it's pretty cold today, but what's it like near you? It's cold but sunny. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. Um, first off, I want to get to your um, your background and how you founded this company at the age of 19 a little later on. But, but first off, just tell folks what Santa Labs does and how you're using AI to, in your words, revolutionize uh, education. Of course. So at Santa Labs, we're focused on bringing the benefits of AI to education. So we provide sort of AI as a service for big education companies to make it easy for them to integrate machine learning to personalize the learning experiences. So based on how each student learns, what they've already mastered, and what works best for similar students, you could provide this uniquely personalized learning experiences that adapts to you. Uh, So personalized learning has, has been proven to produce learning gains for the students on the order of two standard deviations. And and we're passionate about how we can provide those benefits at scale. Well, you know, applying AI to education um, has so far proved difficult for many uh, companies. What makes you think your platform is different and can change that? So there's been a lot of major breakthroughs done in the field of machine learning the past few years, and and that's why we've seen all of the buzz about it. And it's really these latest breakthroughs that we apply to, to, to the domain. And what they allow us to do is to really capture all of the nuances of education. So historically, this has, to a large extent, been solved using domain expertise and sort of expert-based systems. But there's so many nuances to how we learn that it's been very hard to capture with these systems. So by applying a new set of machine learning technologies similar to the ones um, from AlphaGo uh, and this other speech recognition system, um, we utilize these breakthroughs to provide an, an, a more effective learning experience um, that's much easier to integrate. Can you give us a, a real-life example uh, of, of how this is used? And also, I'm curious, the age group you're dealing with, are these very young children? Are these high school, middle school children? Does it go all the way up to adult education? Of course, given that we derive most of our learnings directly from data, we've been able to um, provide this service in a content agnostic way. So we deal with everything from students learning to program to medical applications within medical education to students mastering new concepts in in math. And really what this is about is that uh, the system can in real time figure out what your exact knowledge gaps are and surface content to address them, Mm -hmm. to make sure that the difficulty of the content is always at the right level and make sure that you repeat information over time to make it stick in your long-term memory. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can utilize uh, the massive amounts of data that's being generated through online education to figure out these this patterns and then use, use them to provide this personalized learning experience. 
you know, I'm sure I, I don't have to tell you there are critics out there who say that your vision of, of a single engine for all personalized education uh, won't work. What, what do you say to them? What do you see uh, the future holding? Yes, of course. So this is an incredibly difficult problem, but essentially we're, we're not solving this by ourselves. We're just pr providing the infrastructure that will allow companies to integrate these technologies. But we're giving them a lot of freedom to customize it for their specific domains. So, so this is not uh, a solution that out of the box um, works for every single domain, but it's a solution that these partners can tune for their specific use cases. Um, and that's really how we're providing it uh, for all of these various different subjects. Mm -hmm. You recently announced a, a partnership with a company called Anoto. Uh, they make uh, smart pens, I guess, which, which collect data on a student. How are you going to integrate that into your strategy? Of course, so that, that's a very interesting application given that Anoto works in an offline environment and shows that these kinds of technologies can even be, be provided in, in that setting. Essentially what Anoto does is that they collect real-time data of how you're completing exercises with their digital pen. And based on the outcomes of those, uh, those exercises, we can recommend what exercises that a specific student should study on next. So based on an assessment, we can then recommend what practice tests that the students should, should, uh, should complete when they come back to class. Now, I know that your company and your approach to education um, has caught the attention of some very impressive people. I know you've done some TED Talks, but also you pitched this to uh, Tim Cook and to Mark Zuckerberg, uh, and uh, I give you kudos for going straight to the top and, and pitching your business. Uh, first off, how did that come to be? How did you get to meet these gentlemen and pitch your, pitch your business, and what did they have to say? So I think this, this uh, really interesting anecdote of uh, Steve Jobs as a, as a kid uh, calling up the, the CEO of, of HP. <laughs> and uh, Steve Jobs, the lesson he, he gave was really that um, you should just ask. And, uh, and, and really, I, I was inspired by that as a kid. So throughout, throughout um, my childhood, I, I would always do these cold outreaches. And uh, what was interesting was that these very prominent people have always been, been keen to, to help out um, and, and mentor and sort of help educate the next generation of, uh, of leaders. Um, so I was very fortunate to, to have, have worked with some of these um, uh, in incredibly impressive leaders. Um, I, and I love that approach, you know, because the worst thing they'll do is say no, right? What harm is there in asking? Um, did, did you actually, were you able to correspond with Tim Cook and or Mark Zuckerberg? And if so, what, what did they have to say about what you're trying to build? So I think both uh, Apple and uh, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, through his his foundation, have have been very passionate about what technology could could do in education. And I think both of them um, really have taken this approach of enhancing teachers. So there's a lot of things which are actually working in the current education system, and. Um, criticizing it doesn't help. But mm -hmm. what they focused on and what we really try to focus on as well is how can we enhance teachers? 
How could we empower teachers with these insights and allow them to provide more personalization to their students? So one testament of, of that was in the Anoto case, we, provided, we showed a case study where teachers were saving one day a week um, of not having to provide uh, these assessments by themselves. So mm. I think, yeah, the, the approach that, that we're all taking is how can we enhance teachers? Yeah, I mean, that's actually a huge time savings for, for the teacher and the student. Uh, tell us about how this happened for you, because you founded the company at the tender age of 19 at a time when many people are entering college and perhaps just thinking about what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. So I got really interested in programming as a kid and found these online Stanford courses from Andrew Ng. So I got into programming when I was 13 and spent uh, the majority of, of my free time uh, learning to code and also applying this and consulting for various companies and, and building my own. And then um, the final year of, of high school, I got really passionate about how this could be applied to the educational domain. Um, so Andrew Eng's courses was, was heavily around artificial intelligence and the different applications of artificial intelligence. And I saw how the, how the education industry could benefit from it in, in making use of these immense amounts of data. Mm-hmm. How did you, well, first off, how did your parents react to that? I mean, did you basically say, you know what, mom and dad, I'm not going to college. I'm going to start my own company. So I think they've always been, been really encouraging. So uh, my mom is a chemist and uh, my dad has worked primarily in business development. And I think I ended up somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. So mom has always supported my sort of scientific endeavors and dad has always been supportive of the more entrepreneurial ones Mm -hmm. so actually this was never a question to be discussed i I founded the company in in my last year we raised the first round of funding and and then uh, there were no alternatives to to making this work that's fabulous and sometimes you have to sort of go with no with uh, on on the high wire with no net beneath you you know just put it out all on the table talk to me about raising money for this company because it's hard enough to do that never mind being a teenager and asking people to believe in you your abilities and your vision of course i'm I'm actually fascinated um by the boldness of of these initial investors making a bet on a 19 year old with a dream to (laughs) sort of transform education Um, But I had to work my way around a lot of these catch-22s. Before you have any of them, it's hard to sign the first one. Mm -hmm. I think we were were supported by by a few early backers, such as Sophia Benz, uh, now partner at Atomico, and a few other private investors. Mm -hmm. And with the help of them, we could develop the initial prototypes and, and, and prove that the concept worked. And then once we had those early backers, the early team, then it became easier to raise the subsequent rounds. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what's next for the company? Because it's my understanding that uh, I, as an individual, cannot go and buy the software from Santa Labs and put it on my computer, that you're actually working with institutions, uh, higher education uh, places to, to distribute this software. Exactly. So we, we act as sort of an Amazon Web Services, if you like, or an Intel inside. 
So we're not providing the user experience or the content, but we're building the intelligence to power this learning experience and building the machine learning infrastructure that provides these real-time recommendations. So if you're a big publisher like McGraw-Hill or Pearson, you can integrate our services into your products uh, in order to, to make them uh, more adaptive. And where do you see yourself in, in five years from now? Are you still at Santa Labs? Will you have sold Santa Labs? What's in store as you look into your crystal ball, Joel? I think our ambition is, is truly ubiquity, and that's why we took this approach of developing the infrastructure for machine learning in education rather than building an end product ourselves. So in the future, we ho hope that most learning products that you encounter, say, powered by Sana, um, and, and we're far away from, from that goal. So I, I hope to be heads down uh, expanding SANA to, to various different educational uh, domains and, and also launching new AI-powered products uh, for the education industry. Um, so our, our vision is really personalized education for everyone everywhere. And until we've reached that, uh, I, I will not rest. What's your advice for young people who may be listening to you and saying, see, mom and dad, he did it. He was really successful. I can do the same thing. I'm not going off to college and, you know, I've got a plan. What would your advice be to them? I think there's there's various uh, benefits of, of, of taking this approach in, in, in that it's probably a more effective way of actually learning things that will be useful for you for you later on. There's also a lot of other benefits which are more softer um, towards going to, to, to college. I think uh, this, this question becomes a bit different if you're thinking about the Swedish or, or the U.S. system. Okay. I think given, given the amount of, of loans you have to take in the U.S. Mm -hmm. to go through a college education um, um, I would attack this very differently, whereas in Sweden, edu college education is, is free, mm -hmm. and, and there I think you have, you have nothing to, to lose. Um, but, but generally, I think developing the core skills before you go, go into bin, uh, building your own endeavor mm -hmm. can be hugely beneficial. So there were, were a lot of things that I had to, to learn uh, as I went, sort of how, we, how you operationally run this company. Mm -hmm. um, and I could have avoided a lot of mistakes if uh, I would have gone to college or let alone uh, joined another growth stage company. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. If you if you had to do it all over again, would you have done anything different differently? Might you have gone to college first for bus basic business courses? Probably, probably not uh, business. I think uh, business education is probably the the least uh, useful one. Uh, <laughs> but I would have liked to 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 spend uh, more time in 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 engineering. Mm. Um, I think I'm I'm simply. Um, too, too keen um, to, uh, to bring the benefits of, of these recent breakthroughs uh, into practice mm -hmm. and a bit too restless. Uh, but potentially I'll, 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 I'll do sort of the, the juxtaposed to the tr traditional career. I started with founding a company, then I might join another company and then go to college. With uh, okay, so college is not entirely off the table for you? Probably at this moment. I, I've, I've been dabbling it. I've actually been enrolled uh, 
through throughout uh, these uh, these years, but That's I haven't great. attended many classes. If you were to if you were to go to college a few years from now, would you take sort of the courses we all dream we we could take, but that never make us a lot of money? Like you know, taking art history classes or 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 another language. Uh, although your English is very good, but is is that what you would do, or would you go for engineering and just sort of forward what you already know? I think math, computer science, and philosophy are probably the three most useful subjects uh, uh, in, uh, in, in business. Um, so I would probably go for one of those. Okay. So, but overall, you, you, you believe that there is value in, in a college education? Yes, I, I do indeed. Um, I think there's social value. I think there's there's uh, value in studying some of these concepts that you won't necessarily focus on in, in business, mm-hmm. such as philosophy. Um, I think philosophy should should be something uh, that we all uh, think to, uh, because there's a lot of a lot of situations now um, where there are no clear answers, and, and learning to reason in in those situations. Uh, such as um, in how these recommendation systems uh, should work in, in sort of the YouTube or Facebook newsfeed case. Uh, there, I think a philosophy background um, is, is very helpful. Well, Joel Hellermark, we're going to continue to follow your career because uh, you're only 22 and you've come quite far already. We look forward to what else you do with education and AI. Joel Hellermark of Santa Labs, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.